0: Good morning and welcome to Inspired, your grown-up girl talk. I'm Stacy Fleece. I'm here with Samantha Tradelius. Good morning, Samantha. Good morning. Jen Tavani cannot be with us today, uh, but we look forward to having her back on our next one. And uh, today we are doing a, a multi-part series that um, I am actually really excited to hear about. We, we are looking to really understand the impacts of COVID in our in our medical system, in our hospitals, from different regions in the country. I just, Samantha, I just read yesterday that over 50% of the new hospitalizations are coming from eight states alone. I think I read 40% are coming from Texas and Florida alone. So I do feel like sometimes sitting here in California, we don't necessarily have a good sense of what is going on in the rest of the country. So, yeah. Feeling very fortunate today to be joined by Nurse Christina from the East Coast. Good morning, Christina.
1: Good morning. Thank you, guys, so much for inviting me. I'm excited to chat with everyone.
0: Um, like I said, really, just kind of want to understand where, where we are, where we've come from, and and uh, you know, I think as Samantha so noted uh, in an earlier conversation I had with her, get off all the TikTok videos, get off the. Instagram posts and and really uh, understand where we are, what we need to be doing, how how do we get out of this mess and and what's happening inside your four walls?
1: So my number one message today for everyone is if you are not vaccinated, please get vaccinated.
0: Can you say that louder for the people in the back?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Please get vaccinated. I have to tell you the minute I was able to get the COVID vaccine within my institution. I was encouraging my team to go. And as soon as everybody on my team was able to get vaccinated, I was right there online. To me, it was very important to ensure that my team was safe um, and my team was vaccinated. Um, But at the same time, I also wanted to be safe for not only myself and my patients that I'm caring for, but my family as well. So I have encouraged all of my friends, family, colleagues, people I have met for maybe three seconds on the street, please <laughs> get vaccinated. I know I sound like a broken record, but if we are ever going to get rid of this, everybody needs to get vaccinated. So I do think you know there's
0: something to be said about the surge we are going through now with the, with the Delta variant or whatever other Greek letter they want to use. At least it's not the name of an airline this time. <laughs> um, that, that you know, the, the last time, of course, last year when we had the big surge was sort of prior to vaccines coming out, right? So we were all trying to manage this pandemic with no vaccine and sort of lukewarm treatment because I think we were kind of learning as we go. So now we've got this surge number two, uh, with a vaccine available and probably a lot better understanding on treatment, how how is the um, how is the hospitalization impact different from then to now, or or how have you seen things change? So to give
1: everybody a little bit of background, I am a nurse practitioner on the East Coast, and as all of you, I'm sure, are aware, we were hit really really hard in March of 2020. I distinctly remember the date. March 13th, 2020, when it was announced that we had to shut down all elective surgery. So elective surgery in their terms were, if you are not going to lose your limb or life within 48 hours, your surgery was elective. So essentially, our state specifically went from, or our hospital, campus specifically, went from doing about 500 surgeries and/or procedures per day Damn. to going down to probably about 40 procedures per day. That's a lot.
0: That's so
1: 10. Yeah, it was it was insane. Literally, everything stopped, and the reason it had to stop was because our hospital was full and overrun with COVID patients. All of the units basically in the whole entire hospital were reassigned. So my unit um, has a big part in preoperative optimization. We were all assigned to the emergency room. So we all had to be reassigned to places where the hospital needed help. We needed to see these patients to the best of our ability and treat them and then hopefully discharge them home safely. The problem at that
0: time was redistribution entirely in several days, all things COVID.
2: Yeah, crazy. Yep. And everybody,
1: and you didn't have a choice. It wasn't, I'm asking you, it's okay, this is happening. happening. You have no choice. Your unit is going here because of your skill set. Your unit is going here because of your skill set. And you sort of had to learn on the fly.
2: So what's happening now with this resurgence? Are you seeing it flip again? Like, are we, are we going back in that direction medically?
1: So we are quickly approaching that direction, unfortunately. Um, what we are seeing, as this time we are still doing elective surgeries. However, we are continuously, at least for the past two weeks, we've been at 94% hospital capacity. What that means is, is there are no beds, so if our surgeries happen and we can't put the patient in a bed overnight to ensure that they're safe, optimized, et cetera, that they're healing appropriately, then we can't run those surgeries. So when your hospital is at about 96% capacity, which is where we have been running, you are rapidly approaching a very bad region. What we are noticing from those patients that are hospitalized from COVID I would say about ninety-five percent of them that are hospitalized requiring mechanical ventilation, they are not vaccinated.
2: And are the, these are the people that are dying? Correct. Yes.
1: At this time, yes.
2: And when you're seeing these folks, you know what is their main reason for not getting vaccinated? Do, are they able to even communicate that at the time of you know entry, or were they so far gone that it's like this is it?
1: Honestly, when they're coming in, they're so sick that that's not even a question we're prioritizing the answer. We're more so asking, what comorbid conditions do you have? What else is going on? Because we need to know how to best treat them, not only for COVID, but for everything else. So the vaccination question, it doesn't really happen.
0: Have any of them asked (laughs) asked to be vaccinated after they get admitted? Like, oh, oops, can I get a vaccine?
1: So we have had a very low majority ask that. The reason is, is because now if the patient is lucky enough to go home um, and recover, they now, or from what I'm hearing and seeing is they now feel like they have COVID antibodies because they just had COVID.
0: So they feel like
1: they are now safe because they had it. So it doesn't matter.
2: I think at what point did, did the normal human being become an MD and start being able to proclaim all this medical, like, you know what you know when you really don't know anything? Um, right. I'm, I'm, I don't ever presume to be a doctor or a nurse because that is not something I went to school for. So I'm gonna listen to what they tell me um, and not project my own things. And I think that's the biggest issue is you've got this culture of people that are so against everything Um, that now they're the ones that are filling the hospitals. I mean, a part of me says, hey, if you don't wanna get vaxxed and you don't wanna do what what we're supposed to do, then you should not be able to go to the hospital. I mean, I don't know what else to, to say because now when the rest of us get sick or have a heart attack or have a big problem, there's nowhere for us to go.
1: Exactly. And it's also very frustrating for all of the healthcare providers because we have all gotten vaccinated. And at least at my institution, if you have not gotten vaccinated, It must be for very specific reasons, um, such as a severe allergic reaction to something within that vaccine, which is, again, allergy is used as a reason not to be vaccinated. But what the majority of people don't understand is there are actually very few allergies that make it so you cannot get the COVID vaccine. So it's not just, oh, I have a lot of allergies, I can't get this vaccine. That's not a valid excuse. That's just you making it up and not talking to a healthcare provider.
0: Uh, You know, We we had this big surge last year, the vaccine came out, we got under control, things felt like they were starting to go back to normal and now we're sort of back. I feel like we've taken more than two steps back, probably like 10 steps back what is this doing to the, to, to the mental state of people in your industry? Like I, I have to believe there's so much frustration and beyond within the four walls of every hospital in America for the employees. How are you guys dealing with that? Like how is this impacting you and your colleagues? So it's really
1: interesting. We actually just had a statewide meeting um, and the incidence of post traumatic stress disorder within the healthcare population in general has skyrocketed. Unfortunately, we've lost a lot of healthcare workers to mental illness, specifically post COVID, yeah. because we have not gotten a break. So, yes, things started to get better, we got the vaccine. But now things are creeping up again. It's like you haven't gotten a break. You haven't gotten to sort of sit down and go through, wow, like I really did this for a whole year. You haven't gotten that reprieve at all. And now to be faced with, you know, essentially in our area, it's like a third spike or a third peak. It it's depressing. It's very disheartening, especially because a lot of this can be prevented.
2: Well, I mean, mean, it's like how, it's like your, your foot's on the gas going a million miles an hour for, I mean, a human being can only be on that adrenaline rush for so long. I mean, in your, in your field, it's like constant. I mean, the adrenaline is just crazy. Um, And I was hearing something that most of Uh, the healthcare workers are getting out of healthcare or finding a way to get out of it just because they can't mentally deal with, I mean, it's, it's abusive at this point.
1: (laughs) Yeah. We've had a
2: lot of early retirements.
1: Um, We have world renowned physicians, nurses just leaving medicine, taking a totally different pathway in life because it's, they can't, they cannot cope anymore.
0: It's really sad. Very depressing. um, It's so in that that nobody's talking about really. I mean, we're talking about the the impact of people not getting vaccinated and the, you know, the hospital beds and the the impact of the economy and this and that. But I feel like that's, that's a major fallout that really is not being talked about and uh, is also PS 100%, not 100%, but very preventable. Um, There's solutions for that. And you know third party people who are not um, doing their part exactly and
1: also sort of preaching things that are not backed up by the evidence which is also very frustrating for healthcare
2: providers when you're on tiktok like i, I was just <laughs> last night i was like and they're getting viral i mean these 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 videos of just like i don't even know where these people are coming up with this stuff and it's very sad and that's what a lot of younger people are watching and, you know, I think as a group of, of listeners and a group of women, how can we help our world be better? Like, what are some of the tools that we can have, um, doc, uh, I was going to say doctor, nurse Christina, <laughs> that we can help get out there and help promote this, this be a solution. Like, what are some of the things that we can help here? Getting our vacs, wearing our masks, but what is some of the information?
1: So the CDC has phenomenal information on their website. It's rather easy to navigate. All of this is evidence based. So the CDC is typically what I do push all of my patients to go to, because it's not this plethora of information with lots of different um, sources, which may not always be reliable, um, which I would say, go to the CDC, check out what they're saying about COVID they give you they can give you stats in your area they can tell you where you're at higher risk if you're thinking you need to go visit a family me- member in say florida is that the best idea right now what are the covid numbers like even if you are fully vaccinated you can still get this delta variant thank goodness it has proven that the vaccine is still effective in preventing severe illness or hospitalization in 99% of the patients who have contracted COVID while being fully vaccinated. However, you can still get it. It's like a bad
0: flu. But I think that's a fair point to be made. And I've heard a lot of chatter about that, that because people who are vaccinated are getting Delta, it's like, oh, see, the vaccine didn't work. So let's be crystal clear. The vaccine was not meant for 100% prevention, correct? Correct. That was meant to lessen the impact, Um, just like you get a flu shot, you can still get the flu, it just may, it's just not going to be as bad. Right, it It decreases decreases.
1: the severity.
0: And keeps you probably 99 plus percent out of the hospital, so people who have heart attacks or broken legs or getting car accidents can actually get into the hospital as needed. Right.
2: I want to ask you two questions. One is about kids and one is about masks. So the, I was listening to Meet the Press this morning and the doctor that was on there was saying about the, the cloth masks or the disposable masks that we're wearing are not necessarily the best masks, which is the first I've heard of this, um, and that we should all be using the N95 mask. Is that correct? Or like, are, are we all doing the wrong thing again? I don't know.
1: So this is something that is highly debatable. So because the Delta virus is um, very contagious and the N95 mask, which is made for hospital workers, I do want to, before I continue on, I do want to let everybody know that there are a lot of N95 fake masks. So they need to be certified N95 masks. And what that does is that gives you the highest chance that the Um, Air that you're taking in has been appropriately filtered so you have the less chance of getting COVID. N95s are not readily available for the general population. There we go. So, with that recommendation, we do need to take it with a grain of salt. I can say in my practice, I wear an N95 anytime I'm seeing patients. If I'm walking around in my office not seeing patients, I have a a surgical
2: mask on. Okay. Good to know. Good. And a cloth mask, are those, I mean, any mask I think is a good mask at this point, correct? Yes. Okay, good to know.
0: You know, for a year and a half, I kind of feel like cloth and surgical mask should be cool for yeah. for the layman, like right. myself. Yes, it often
1: boggles my mind that people are still complaining that they cannot breathe in a mask. I'm unclear how that is a right. thing. We can be-
2: the other thing too is, guys, mask over the nose. Okay, that's a biggie. Pull your pants up all the way, right? Put it over the nose. That's what's gonna help us, not under the nose. What, um, do, you call,
0: what do you call the plumber's crack of mask? Uh, when the you chin turn it your chin strap. What's
1: that? <laughs> oh, the chin strap Oops. is my favorite. We're they... wearing
0: it here, and it's the it's like a plumber's mask of <laughs> mask because you're showing your nose. Yeah, it, so we gotta we gotta come up with a name for that, please. <laughs> Coin that term. I like it. Yeah. yeah, it needs
2: a term. The next one that's a biggie, and I'm you know, directly affected because I've got two kids, eight and 10, unvaxxed. So obviously, they can't. We're now approaching school year in three days, and I am, as a parent, terrified of what they you know, how do I protect my babies? Obviously, masks. Um, do Is it is it okay to send our kids to school? Like, where are we at here?
1: So I think, again, it's very dependent on where you are and your rate of vaccination are your children's teachers vaccinated do we know this that's a great question to ask and something that everybody does have the right to know is the person that's going to spend eight hours a day in a classroom with my child are they vaccinated are they requiring the educators to wear masks i've heard tons of different variations based on location based on private Public, private school, public school. That's another great question. Are the educators wearing masks? Are they mandating that the kids all wear a mask? Are your kids You're six good. feet apart? You're
0: you should wear a mask.
2: <laughs> hey, Florida. Love talking to the of you. Of the country. Woo. Kids don't care about wearing a mask, too. Like, my girls, it's, like, just a part of their program. And I think these parents are the ones that have these big issues with it. And, You're muzzling my kids. No, we're not. Like they know what the alternative is to have to stay home and be mom schooled. So you know what? They're going to wear the mask and they're fine with it. Right. And really it, it's
1: all about safety and how you're going to frame it to your kid. Listen, this is what we need to do. This is why we're doing it. Most children do understand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could say my three-year-old godson understands. So pretty sure everybody's getting it. Right. Anybody over to, should be wearing a mask.
0: So we can officially say that there's a whole section of the country that is dumber than your three year old godson. I think
1: yes.
0: (laughs) Okay, cool.
2: I'm in. Right. And I think it's gonna be really interesting to see how the next few weeks kind of unfold with you know how bad this is gonna get. Or, Or you know, I was seeing on the news again that they're wheeling out the navy hospital ships to the East Coast and somebody had asked for it. And I, you know it's it's like I just I had had a journal. Um, started when this was going on last year and I thought I'm just going to every day write down how I feel and I feel like getting that puppy out again and starting to go again because I feel like here we go.
1: Yep but I mean
2: going back to your school question parents if your
1: child is sick please do not send them to school. Don't send them if they have a cough if they have a fever they should not be going to school.
2: Logical. I feel like that's kind of basic, basic parenting, even pre- Parenting I, I'm You're like, I'm going to bite my tongue now. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, I want to thank you so much, Christina, for sharing with us your approach of what's going on out there on the East Coast. We will be interviewing Uh, a nurse from the west coast in a few days and we'll be able to share both ends of the spectrum and we really just wanted to highlight what's going on on a front line and you know how it's affecting these women and what they're seeing and how we as women can be better moving forward so thank you so much and you're thank you so much for having me and I, you know, when the, when we get another time, I'd like to chat with you again, just about like all the wonderful things you're doing in your field, because, um, we didn't really talk about what a badass you are. Um, and so, you know, we'll, we'll get there in another episode. This one, we want to just focus on the COVID uh, concerns of the moment. So thank you and have a great, uh, rest of the day, you guys.
1: Thanks. You too. Thanks so much for spreading the word. It really, really makes a huge impact. I appreciate it.
2: Awesome. And thank you everyone for being inspired.